Let us pray. Oh God, be with us in this place, in this moment. Be with the people of Turkey and the people of Egypt. Be with us as we remember John Glenn. Be with those who need your special presence this day as they heal or as they grieve or as they wander. Be with each of us and all of us as your word comes to us this day, engaging us faithfully and powerfully. And be with us as we experience it in a special way this day through the wonderful gift of music. Silence in us now any voice but your own and transform us by your truth, for Christ's sake, amen. Our gospel lesson for the morning comes from the gospel according to Matthew, beginning at the second verse of the 11th chapter. Let us hear God's word. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Joy to the world, we'll, we will sing more than a few times in the next couple of weeks. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. The theologian Daniel Hardy writes that joy is fundamental to believing as a Christian, to finding God in faith, and to the anticipation of the kingdom of God Joy is the sign of each person's and community's well-being. In faith, Hardy writes, joy denotes a deeper affirmation of God in no matter what circumstances. In favorable circumstances, it appears in exaltation and healing. 
Where there is vulnerability and sorrow, it still appears. But adversity alters its character to self-giving, trust, and perseverance. Hardy writes, Christian joy is both demanding and attractive, grounded in God's overflowing truth, goodness, and beauty. Joy has radical implications for how we live our lives, even in, perhaps particularly in the face of adversity, our adversity and the world's. Joy to the world, we will sing, and we might add joy to you and me. I'm not sure that the culture, or perhaps even the church, gets joy at the moment. It is sometimes difficult to see when so many other things are happening. On one hand, signs of division across so many spectrums. On another hand, the pursuit of immediate gratification and surface-level contentment that masquerades as joy. I saw a commercial yesterday that began, intriguingly enough, this year make the season about joy. This year can be different. And then the announcer tried to convince me why this particular store was the outlier. Why buying Christmas gifts there would be qualitatively different than any other store. Well, perhaps. But it misses the deeper point, does it not? Joy is not about happiness, and certainly not about acquisition or consumption. I mentioned the fabulous movie Inside Out. If you've not seen it as an adult because you think it's just a kid's movie, fix that as soon as you can. Inside Out tells the fabulous story of a young girl named Riley, whose world is rocked when her family moves. It imagines her emotions as a kind of a control board, living in her head, of course, but really functioning throughout her whole being. And when in balance, it's all good. Out of balance, it's not so good. Though there are certainly more than five emotions, psychologists say there are maybe 15 to 20, Inside Out focuses on five of them. Anger, sadness, fear, Disgust, which is a great one, by the way, and joy. Anger, sadness, fear, disgust, joy. In the movie, as in life, all are needed. And in fact, when Riley's control board tries to eliminate sadness from the equation, things go haywire. So all of them are needed. To everything, there is a season, remember. Yet it is joy that drives the ship, and it is joy that seeks balance with all the others. Joy. Now the psychologist who worked with the movie's producers wrote that Riley's personality is principally defined by joy. And this is fitting with what we know scientifically. They said that. So a conversation about science and faith can go hand in hand. Joy, deep contentment, 
beyond happiness is fundamental psychologically. And it is a fundamental element of the faith journey. John the Baptist, our Advent traveling partner, is in prison. And he hears word of what Jesus is doing. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. Imagine the deep contentment of those who are healed. Imagine their joy. Or imagine the deep contentment of John, his joy even in prison. As he hears this good news, good news for which he has been preparing all of us. The prophet Isaiah anticipates such joy. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. And then this, the ransomed of the Lord, that is all of us. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is not wishful thinking or pie in the sky. It is a promise and a vision and the gift for which we anticipate and wait in faith. It does not mean that bad things will not happen or that sadness and every other emotion will not come our way in our hearts or in our minds or in our spirits. But God created us for joy. And Jesus came for joy. And when we are not in that joyful place, however that experience, we live in hope that joy will come in the morning. The well-known author C.S. Lewis in his autobiographical work called Surprised by Joy, wrote that all joy reminds. It is never a possession, always a desire for something longer ago or further away or still about to be. Which seems true for Advent, does it not? The waiting and the preparing and the anticipating. A reminder that true joy is not about pleasure or even happiness, but a deep commitment, a deep contentment. A deep understanding that for us, never said casually, always said with great humility of conviction, but always for us is only experienced in God because of God, with God. Now joy will be different for you and for me, but at its heart for each one of us will be a deep grounding in God's love, 
and grace and hope. And so I wonder if our December task, our Advent task, is to cultivate it, to, to cultivate joy. In the funny dance of anger and disgust and fear and sadness and all those other things, to cultivate joy so that when the baby shows up, and we believe he will, our hearts will be prepared, our world will be prepared, and joy will be complete. In a great poem called Mindful, Mary Oliver writes, Every day I see or hear something that more or less kills me with delight, that leaves me like a needle in the haystack of light. It is what I was born for, to look, to listen, to lose myself inside this soft world, to instruct myself over and over in joy and acclamation. Nor am I talking about the exceptional, the fearful, the dreadful, the very extravagant, but of the ordinary, the common, the very drab, the daily presentations. Oh, good scholar, I say to myself, how can you help but grow wise with such teachings as these? The untrimmable light of the world, the oceans shine the prayers that are made out of grass. Let us instruct ourselves over and over in joy. In the face of every form of wilderness and every form of imprisonment, let us practice simply what the angels call Gloria. Amen.